America, yep. we could talk like or like go to like the bottom ten movies of that year, and one of them would be better. than Crash. <laughs> like I would enjoy one of those. I'm movies pretty sure more too. Than Jesus Crash. Like what movies came out in 2004 that I remember? Um, I was 13 years old when this movie. Harry Potter came and the out. Goblet of Fire oh my is a God. better film than Crash, and I don't like that movie either. That's the worst Harry Potter movie. It is. Thank you for saying it. Mm-hmm. That is the definitive opinion of yeah. this podcast. What else came out in 2004? Superhero-wise? Um, what do we I got? Think, what, do we got? Um, what do we got? Shit. I think the... Spider-Man? No. No. Spider-Man? Two? Not, no. Not two, not three. The I list know. doesn't give him anything nope. else immediately. X-Men 2 came out in 2003. The Bourne Supremacy? The Bourne Supremacy. better movie. Out. Should have been nominated over this yeah. movie. <laughs> Should have been nominated for Best Agreed. Picture over this movie. Um, dang. What superhero movies came out in 2004? Fantastic uh, Four came out two thousand five. Spider Man Two did come out. Oh, that's right. Spider Man Two did. Spider Man Two. Spider Man Two. The Incredibles. The Shrek Incredibles. Two. Oh my Day God. After Tomorrow. Notebook. National Treasure. Hellboy. You've said yeah. So many movies that are already better. That are so much. Mean better. Girls. The first. I don't song. like Hellboy, and I'd rather watch God. Hellboy. Passion yeah. of the Christ. Yeah. I would watch Jesus get beat again. Yeah. <laughs> Dodgeball. Kill Bill Volume Two. Butterfly. Me Fact. too. Uh, 13 going on. Listen to these movies. The Aviator, The Terminal, Collateral, yeah. Yeah. Troy, uh, Shark Tale, AVP, Van Helsing, Munich. Only- Collateral. Collateral's awesome. It's awesome. It. Isn't that Michael Mann? It's, it, and it's, I think it's one of Tom Cruise's best performances. Blade Trinity. Yeah. Okay, that one we don't have to talk about. Blade the, Trinity the, should the have Punisher. been nominated over this. <laughs> the Punisher. The first, that's right, with Thomas Jane. Uh-huh. The Punisher. John oh, Travolta. Yeah. Manchurian Candidate. With Denzel. Yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The Grudge. <laughs> the Fire. Grudge is a better film. Anchorman uh, is a better film. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Should have nominated. Million Dollar Baby. Picture. Yeah. At literally every movie you They've just dropped listed, the ball. Jay. Oh, guys. Million Dollar Baby came out this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Haggis wrote that. Did he? Yeah. Of course he did. Of course. He wrote that. Did Paul Haggis write The Blind Side? Because I would not be surprised I if he did. I would be surprised either. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh. I'm, very, I'm so surprised. Like, because he wrote... Sands of Iwo Jima and Flags of Our Fathers mm-hmm. and Million Dollar Baby. I'm so surprised he didn't write Gran Torino. Oh, yeah, I know, especially because that's about racism. Yeah. That's about Clint Eastwood. That's Clint Eastwood's take on racism. Yeah, he's like, ah, I'm going to solve it. Ah, I'll solve it. I'm gonna, ah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Asian people Which love is the me. same thing the entire He's like, I'm racist the entire time, but yeah. uh, get off my lawn. I learned a lesson at the end. I learned a lesson. That's right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 500 Greatest Films Podcast. My Fuck name you, Clint Eastwood. is Hector Navarro. Fuck you, Clint Eastwood. And sitting across from me is my good buddy, Mr. Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. Hi. And our guest today, we are so happy to have him. And we also are going to apologize to him profusely <laughs> for making him come here. <laughs> making him come here and Especially watch Especially after this. telling us about the weekend you had. <laughs> exactly. And then you came here. We you got are, pie. We <laughs> are joined by the incomparable... You know him as an actor, writer, stand-up comic, and host. Mr. Jay Washington is here. Jay. Yes. I'm, I'm happy to be here with you two. Mm-hmm. Thank you so despite much. Despite the circumstance. <laughs> oh, my God. Granted the weekend I had. You know, we could have... Hector made this my life, We could have watched Infinity War in 3D. I'm just going to put that out there. We'll throw it on after, man. Uh, It's fine. We got the whole night. I know. And I saw that. And I was like, why did we not do that? Because I know that was your birthday thing. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. We'll throw on Thor then. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I just had to watch Crash again and realize how god-awful horrible it is. All right. So, for those of you joining us right now who have seen the film, 
uh, buckle in because we're about to rip this apart. And if you if you liked it, uh, you are on cocaine. I'm actually very. Uh, here's what I will say. I'm really appreciative that you gave the movie a shot. If you're one of the few people <laughs> that well, listen to this and have you been, liked and, it and have been watching each movie like a, you know every week that we have this year so far, that's awesome. And I wonder if anybody's been able to watch every one of them. I, I'm sure some cinephile. Yeah. If you and if you're listening to this right now, tweet at us and let us know. Hey, I actually have been watching every single movie because some of these movies have been hard to track down. Jay, we yeah. had to find movies on VHS. Of course, to, like this is tough. So I would be impressed. But if you did watch this movie, or if you've seen Crash, you saw it when it came out in 2004, and you liked the movie, like let us know. Hit us up. Tweet at us because I was one person who I remember seeing the movie when it came out, and I was like, that was a good. How film. old were you when this came out? I like was 18 years old. Mm, 2004 I was graduating high school yeah, yeah like I graduated 05 so I was like 16 17 somewhere in there I was I'm that's dating myself I'm a little older mm-hmm, that's okay I was a little older but I saw it once and I just didn't see it again and it would come on and you'd see pieces what was your stance then when you saw it the first time what is this okay yeah like why is this happening mm-hmm. okay like I get which I guess I get what you're trying to do mm-hmm. but this was again in 2004 mm-hmm now in how do you feel now dude i uh, after we made you rewatch it. i don't have two hours of my life to return <laughs> I'm so sorry. if it That's wasn't true. for That's if it true. wasn't for Thank great god company, it was fucking free yeah you know if it wasn't for great company oh, i'd probably jam. be flipping tables over it. Right now. <laughs> you can flip this table it's a piece of shit this was this was a really interesting experience or it, like experiment for me because i know how people feel about this film since i've seen it yeah and i was never opposed to that view where people were like well the movie doesn't get racism right I've I, I've never defended the movie. I'm like, yeah, I, I think it you was. Just didn't I, you remember. Know, yeah, I just didn't remember some of the details and stuff about why people feel the way that they mm. feel. And uh, yeah, this was the, Keller. Let's just get into it. Let's talk about it. Let's go through our one of two traditions we have in this sh- podcast. Okay. Let us know what movie we're talking about tonight. Now, so th- th- since this is Jay, a British magazine, we're reading from Empire Magazine from 2008. You have to read it in a Cockney accent. Yeah, it's we're no close. Cockney. It's going to be legit Brit, old British white guy. Hit us with yes. that, Keller. What are we, movie we're we talking about tonight? 460 <laughs> Crash. <laughs> 2004. Director Paul Haggis. A multi-stranded L.A. story about the challenges of multiculturalism and the woes of miscommunication. Miscommunication. Mm. The woes of miscommunication. (laughs) Haggis' debut lays the message on thick. But boy, does he know how to pack an emotional punch. Yeah, it'll start snowing. Yeah, (laughs) It fucking snows in Los Angeles. We got to the end real fast. (laughs) <laughs> and it was a shot that we were supposed to appreciate. Mm-hmm. Snow. People probably wept in the fucking theater yeah. when it started snowing in LA. Especially if they had a Porsche at one point in their life and that Porsche was carjacked, yeah. which, as we learned, is the impetus for Paul Haggis Just say it. Just writing say it. Just tell this us movie. It. Apparently, the story goes that he, this this was a passion project for him. And by the way, Keller, just give us some background. Who is Paul Haggis? Paul Haggis. Oh, man. He's a pretty well-known writer. Mm-hmm. Writers of such things as Sands of Iwo Jima, mm-hmm. Flags of Our Fathers, mm-hmm. Million Dollar Baby, mm-hmm. the creator of Walker, Texas Ranger. Let me stop you right there. Explains a lot, don't okay, it? Let me okay, stop you right okay, there. When okay, you told okay, me that, okay, Keller, I was like, yeah, oh, what? did he feel bad for that and then wanted to do a multicultural film? But no, apparently... In 1991, Paul Haggis had his Porsche carjacked 
again his Porsche. Yeah, and then that's that, a detail. Not a, not a Chrysler. Uh-huh. It should have just said in Wikipedia. How is his that car. not like an article in something when this movie came out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't understand. I don't it's, understand it, this. So at this all. was a passion I don't project remember of his. He what he, it was like then. He co-wrote it with another uh, white guy writer, and they. And then he produced it and directed it. Don Cheetah was also it's a producer it's on the three film. Three years after nine eleven, probably and they threw in probably. that plot line. The the racism towards the Middle Eastern people. Probably there's a bunch of different. I mean, yes, but this was Paul Haggis. I'm sorry, it's just all like, running through my brain. Tr- right like now. trying to tackle racism, and it's so heavy handed, and it is Insane. so it's, it's insulting, it's, it's, and it's it, inaccurate. I don't even know if heavy handed is the word. Yeah. It's so. Beyond brash, it's so just like, oh, this is what racism is from the perspective of the screenwriter. Yeah. Because right. I know people always say, well, you have the actors who have to convey and you know portray those words mm-hmm. and make them in the real life. And we but know Don Cheel produced this movie. He mm-hmm. produced it, but at the same time, again, these are the, the majority of this are the lines that are in a script. This mm-hmm. is a writer who says, oh, this is what racism is. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm going to convey to the world, what racism is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you can't improvise those things. That's so pretentious. It is so pretentious. It's upsetting. Yeah. Especially when you look at who wrote it. Yes. Two white dudes. And here's the other thing. The thing, my main takeaway from the movie is that at the end of the film, every character in the movie like learns a lesson that has to do with their own personal prejudice and racism and what the movie ultimately says is everybody's a little racist and i and i think that that's insulting and that's kind of wrong it's and it's very insulting you know what i mean like it, it starts out with it yeah it yeah. starts out it bookends it with yes. it bookends with racism it starts out with a uh, spoiler alert a Latin, latinx cop mm-hmm. is calling being racist toward a Chinese woman, mm-hmm. say, "Oh, you didn't see black? You you couldn't break? Mm-hmm. You didn't see no black lights?" I'm like, mm-hmm. "Are you serious? We're gonna consistently repeat this." Mm-hmm. It started with it. It that started was like the with first it. Lines. Well, Don Cheadle had his monologue, mm-hmm. in which he said some. Which, I don't even know. Which we was like, whatever. <laughs> and then it goes to the end where Loretta Devine is in an uh, uh, she's hit from behind in a car and comes out, and the guy says something. She says, "Don't talk to me unless you speak American." Yeah. What? Yeah. And these are two characters that throughout the course of the movie had racism directed at them. So the the movie's message is, hey, even everybody. If, exactly. Even if there are people that yes. deal with unjust racism there or still insti- can be racist. institutionalized racism. And I could even say that message, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, but like saying that as the message of your movie does nothing for anybody at all in exactly. any way at all. all Maybe it, that is true. People, every single person harbors yeah. their own prejudices. Sure. Obviously, yeah, that goes That's without a saying. Real thing that goes without saying. Yeah, but it. But the fact that it's coming from Paul Haggis, a famous or like wealthy, creator of Walker Texas uh, yes. Ranger, and an owner of a Porsche, not a single roundhouse kick in this entire. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Surprised. Disappointed. I, disappointed. I, who do you want to see? Who do the roundhouse kick? Don Cheadle. Donnie Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Donnie Pretty good roadie. We also had other roadie, Terrence Howard. Would have been cool I to see him do a Michael Terrence Pena Howard. Do a yeah, Terrence Howard and his processed hair. Mm-hmm. Very, very processed, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, like he was doing uh, he, Hustle and Flow. He had the same hair and Hustle and Flow. The DJ. same thing. Was it the same year? And it's yeah. funny because both him and it's funny because we see the scene with him and Ludacris in this, and both him and Ludacris have an interaction scene. Yeah. in Hustle and Flow. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hey man, hey skinny man, you don't listen to my music, man. Hey man, we go back skinny. That's from Hustle and Flow, not from Crash. <laughs> Just when he was DJing, he was from Memphis. So all of a sudden, he's like, hey man, everything. Yeah. 
I'm surprised I didn't hear Maine in this movie too. Quite honest with you. Coming from uh, Terrence. Yeah. But like Paul Haggis' script basically is like letting white people off the hook, letting people in power off the hook. Yes. Because, right? Because the movie's saying, well, look, even though there's institutionalized racism and, and inequality within like, and the, the power. the real problem is, is that they have a black character lay that out for exactly. everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you uh, have, and, what's and, his name? Uh, He's going to be your dad in your show? Oh, yeah. Oh, Keith David. Keith David. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Keith David. They have Keith David laid out there because he's the black captain in the LAPD. Which was an interesting... They have him lay out the... It, it's an interesting idea. The idea that like the white cop who's played by Ryan Phillippe, who up to that point in the movie was like trying to do good and he understood but that But they his, still have that his, guy be like, that's just the way it is, Right. Man. So he tries to go and do the right thing. But Keith David, because he is... And you know what it reminded me of is is I haven't even seen more than one episode, but Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm-hmm. Andre Brower's character... Yeah, yeah. Because him being an out gay black like captain, yeah. the show has gone into some of the bullshit he dealt with. But so like that's an interesting idea of having the captain of an LAPD of the LAPD be a black man. There's absolutely interesting stuff there. But Keith David basically tells him like, but hey, then you, you know you, who wrote the movie, and exactly, you know like, that was very intentional exactly. to have it hey, that way. He's going can't do anything about it. Sorry, man. Sorry. Just, just this. The, yeah. I any, think. I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> We're so frustrated. Like anytime you see a person of color in this movie, you know how intentional that their placement was in his mm-hmm. scheme to solve racism. Even their dialogue. We talked about this when the incident, when Ludacris' character, him and Lorenzo Tate character, hits the Chinese man. Mm-hmm. And they said, man, we hit a China man. Ugh. We hit a China man. I said, what? Why do we keep saying China man? Yeah. No one says that. No yeah. one says and that. Specifically, yeah. Specifically. Like no one since like <laughs> the late, like early 1900s. Yep. I think that's when it fell off. But, no one but says specifically, this. Specifically, Jay, you said black people don't say this. They do not yeah. say this. Black people would say, "Hey, we hit a Chinese guy. We hit a Chinese guy. We, we hit a Chinese a, dude. We hit a Chinese dude." And so that, as soon as you said that, that's when I started watching this There's movie. A huge disconnect. I started watching this movie with the lens of. Again, I get what they're trying to go for. Uh-huh. This would this should not have been a two-hour film written and directed by one it's and like two guys. It's like watching e- Evil Knievel botch a car crash. Yeah. <laughs> because you know it what is. he hoped to do. It is. Exactly. Oh, he didn't make the buses. Oh, no. <laughs> no. He broke his legs. So, like, this, mo- this movie, this story, rather, it worked, would have worked better as a TV show. And then I remembered they made it into a TV show just, like, two or three years after the movie came out it was like 2008 right four years after the movie came out produced by the director and the two writers and produced don by cheadle. don cheadle lasted for two seasons and when i went just from off of wikipedia when i looked at the description for the tv show when they went okay they hired a group of writers like a writer's room that they thought would be used to this kind of like, like that's the way to that's the yes. way to fix it but your then, second time around but then i went through the five gonna go at it again dude the I'm five sorry. writers they listed on wikipedia only one of them was black and one of them was a woman and four of the writers were white, and one, you know. And, and I know some like, listeners are probably thinking, "Well, what's the problem with that? You cannot mm-hmm. quote unquote talk about racism and how other cultures deal with it, whether they experience it or are racist, with just one type of voice." Thank you. You Thank cannot you. do or that. Or even right. two. Or yes. two. Even two. It needs if a you writer's have, room. You have to have that representation in the Across room if you are going board. to try and represent it Across at all. Across the Absolutely. board. Absolutely. For every culture you're going to represent, you need a writer that represents, that's been in this culture, that yes. understands mm-hmm. this. So mm-hmm. when you say, oh, that this character is supposed to say that, that, that representative should be like, well, no, the character wouldn't speak like that. Mm-hmm. You know, or that character wouldn't act like that. Mm-hmm. But the way they did it, especially with the film, they treat Ugh. 
racism it's, is it's, a blanket. It's yeah. literally the majority of this movie is written by Paul Haggis, which means oh, this is his entire concept of how black people talk, of how mm. Latinas talk, mm. of how uh, people of East Asian descent talk, mm-hmm. how, how Porsche gets stolen, you know, how Porsche gets stolen, <laughs> and the cop hugs him. Uh, oh how a black God. couple deals with a, a racist white officer, which potentially could be that situation. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, it takes a little bit of deep internalizing, and I think that that's Matt Dillon at heart. But <laughs> oh man, he but, does look like he should be. It, it, uh, but it's just that in you know, hunting. to to have Paul Hanks be the dude who says, "Okay, so the black guy with the black, the two black guys who say they they're not dressed like thugs and don't look like thugs, even though as a black man, if I saw them, I'd be like, yo, you might be in the streets, you might not.'" Mm-hmm. This is what they would have a conversation like, mm-hmm. and then they even have a kind of a point where I was telling both of you guys when they're in the, when Lorenz Tate and Ludacris are in the car, and Lorenz Tate wants to listen to hip hop. Ludacris's character is like, "You listen to that trash." Ugh. Wait, I don't what? understand how Ludacris didn't say something about that. How After? he didn't take that as like I would take that. Would, yeah, I would. That, be, I would that be goes, so offended. But here's the thing that goes to show but you. It's first saying of all, something. First of all, it's Chris Bridges, one of his first movies. Yes, like, it is. And it's and it's this big Oscar winning. You know, it's 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 a, it's a more high, giant ensemble. Right. It's a higher profile thing than again Too Fast, Too Furious, which but I this think I hadn't even fucking one million right. dollar baby yet. But, but he's the still the writer can't. of X Y Z blah blah blah. It's not Too Fast, Too Furious, which makes which again makes me feel like. I don't think any of the actors really had that collaborative say. It, like you said, Jay, it's yeah, it's just the script. It's it. just the script. He's probably going, just let's just, just do it on the page, and then we can, you know. So I doubt Chris, Chris you know, Ludacris is going. Hey, I don't agree with this idea that this black man would think hip hop is oppressive. Uh, if you know the history and culture of hip hop, that's not, you know what I mean? Like, or not even that. Which is true. The, the culture of hip hop is not the history of it is not meant to be in any way oppressive, but also. <laughs> My character coming out of my mouth, and I'm ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. and I'm saying how hip hop is mm-hmm. absurd. Mm-hmm. This hip hop is the only reason you know me. <laughs> like, let's just be realistic. At this point in time, hip hop is how you know me. So it seems like Paul Haggis had to say, "Oh, it'd be funny. It, it's mm-hmm. kind of a joke. It's a play off of it." Because he could have had the other actor say that. But you could have had Lorenz Tate's whole character. movie. He was, he yeah. was just like trying to juxtapose everything. Yes, because they're having that conversation about the way that they're portrayed mm-hmm. by, mm-hmm. or the way Sandra Bullock saw them and then yeah. they immediately proceed to steal yeah. their car. This movie talks about how bad it is to stereotype people and the movie's filled with stereotypes. And then fulfills so, them so in what, weird yeah, So what's ways. the message? It Remember does not, in yeah. that very beginning, like like you were just saying, he, he Ludacris and Lorenz Tate have this discussion. You saw her, she clutched her purse and everything. Cause do we look like gangbangers? Do we look like thugs? Mm-hmm. What do we got? Well, we got guns. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. And then go carjack them. Mm-hmm. Are you fucking serious? Mm-hmm. Like, it's supposed to be a twist. It's supposed to be a twist that they don't do it. And they yeah. keep doing it multiple times. Yeah. Like when the car accident happens and there's like a reveal to that it's mm-hmm. Tandy Newton. Mm-hmm. Or just like the reveals of just like it's almost like the reveal of what race this person is and how they're going to interact now. <sighs> it, it, it's just bad. It's just yeah. bad. Going back to Jay's I'm point. Sorry. I'm getting about- so upset about this goddamn movie. <laughs> I've seen it. This is my first time. So I'm just now getting all this out. <laughs> going back to your point jay about like you know again if there is somebody listening that is that is asking hey out of five writers one of them being black one of them being a woman for a tv show again why is that not the type of demographics that should be in a writer's room for a show like crash a lot of very successful tv people were those other four people Mm -hmm. right they're coming from deadwood and soprano 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 deadwood which has major issues the wire which still has issues sure but but the difference is that you know, if you look at this movie, and an example would be when um, 
uh, uh, when if Paul Haggis or whoever were to pitch, okay, what about this interaction between these two different types of ethnicities or people? To have one of them, the representative of that ethnicity, be in the room, they could speak to that. They could either say yes or no. Because I was thinking about my own personal. Here's what it reminded me too. Like we had a couple of uh, so, such an amazing cast, but Daniel Day Kim is in it for two seconds. Yeah, he plays Jin in Lost, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite Did he even moments. Get a line? I don't think he did. I don't no. think he got one in English. Yeah. One of my favorite moments in the t- in the first season of Lost is Daniel Day Kim's character Jin, who is from Korea, and Harold Perrineau's character Michael, who is a black guy from New York. Mm-hmm. He thinks that Jin thinks that Michael stole his watch, but he he doesn't speak English, so he's accusing mm-hmm. him of something in Korean, and and so Michael assumes that he's being racist towards him. And his son, Walt, who, was, who grew up in Australia, who doesn't know what it's like to be a black man in the United States, Walt is like, hey, what did you say earlier? Because he was, he was saying like, he goes, well, where I come from, Korean people don't like black people. That's what Michael said. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he said, where I come from, Korean people don't like black people. And then later his son, who's effectively Australian, asked him like, what did you mean? He goes, hey, man, I'm sorry about it. Don't worry about that. And they don't really go into the, it in the show that mm-hmm. much. But that sort of dynamic exists. As a Mexican guy... I can speak to the fact that I know for a fact with some members of my family, my culture as well, even though they are Mexican and from Mexico, my family's from Mexico, they'll come to the U.S. and they will not be sort of, you know, at the top of the totem pole, as it were. There is still baked in racism towards black people, towards some Asian people, like in Mexican culture, even in Mexican you know, in, in television and in movies and, and sort of how I've heard some of my family members say stuff. And I, and I, again, my head is like, well, guys, you come to the United States, you're not. Y'all I've heard some of my family members it's, say that, stuff And too. it's like, but that dynamic of like, how do Latino people interact with black people? Is there things there? We see Latinos interact with Middle Eastern people in this film. We see all these different things. If you it's have one guy, doing it's it one all. guy saying it's one guy's that's perspective the of thing. It. That's the thing. And if you had those representation, that representation in a writer's room, you could get some great stories that are real. We're not going to beat around the bush, you know, if you want to be real yeah. about racism, mm-hmm. but they're still like authentic and they'll they'll actually, they'll be able to say something as opposed to this movie, which effectively says nothing. It says everybody's racist. So, hey, white people have it bad too, guys. And it's yeah. like, what is that? That doesn't do anything. That's putting the blame on nobody and, and on and, everybody. And for the record too, I, I won't exclude black people from being racist because you, sure. have, you have older black men and women primarily mm-hmm. because of they feel because of what they went through. They, they're allowed to be and like you will see it a lot of times where you're like yo you're just going too far and mm-hmm. you're like no because it's that third you're like yo chill mm-hmm. my grandfather's from Mississippi my grandfather says he loves everybody he's mm-hmm. still an old black man yeah. he has one of the moments he'll say something you know he'll go off the deep end and I'm like I can't I can't rock with you on this, granddaddy. Sure. Like, and, and, and my and granddad it, is like my father because my father passed when I was five. Yeah. So my grandfather is like my father. So I'm like, I can't rock with you on yeah. this one. And our families, and you know, families of ethnic groups, minority groups in the United States will still be homophobic, will still be, yep. you know what I mean? Those kinds of things that are in those cultures that should be talked about because they're like problems and they lead to truths and interesting stories. But if it's just the one guy who yeah. is Paul Haggis who's like, Again, for lack of a better phrase, at the top of a food, at the top of the food chain, the totem pole in the United States, being like a well-off white guy, it's so tough to take this message and to hear it because it's just like, buddy. And even if like he wrote it and someone else directed it, it'd be a completely different it'd thing entirely. So di- it'd be so different, like so someone, different. Because that would be fascinating if he did the first draft. Yeah, 
and somebody else came in and wrote the second or somebody else directed the, like you said yeah. somebody else directed even the same script even yeah. someone directed that same script the same it'd be script. An entirely different because that's his because again him writing and directing that's his entire vision yeah. from beginning to his end. passion yeah. project that is what he saw yeah a, a director has their own artistic edge they'll change some things they'll say well look this is when they take liberty with the script. Look, you wouldn't say this. You wouldn't Nobody say that. Nobody would say any of that, though. <laughs> yeah, it would be a whole rewrite of the script. And also, clearly this was not put out by any major studios because no major studio exec would have been like, yeah, just go ahead with this. Yeah, that's why we saw Lionsgate. Lionsgate is the old saw Lionsgate is the biggest studio involved with this film. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. think about this. This is a, right. this is an, one Academy, picture. It is an Academy it, Award winning film. There's a fact, too, that it is the lowest grossing Academy Award winner for Best Picture since like 1987. Like it was, it had that little factoid too that some other movie that came out in 87. So it was an indie movie that made everybody feel something. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> That's oh, all it is. Here's the other thing I remember too. And they so, didn't want Brokeback Mountain to win. Exactly. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of controversy. I remember even when I saw this in high school when it came out, I also went to go see Brokeback Mountain in theaters. And I remember thinking, like, that's such a great movie. And here's what I remember happening when Oscar night happened and then Crash won. I remember the controversy was there is like some rule in the Academy where actors in the movie that's nominated for Best Picture can't vote on any category except for Best Picture. And if you remember, Crash has every, every actor in the world. Every actor. Brokeback Mountain has four actors in it. And I remember being like, "Oh shit, that's unfair." Because like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. thirty people got to vote Crash Best Picture, and four people got to be outvoted for Brokeback. If that is and that is what happening. But like you said, Keller, it was two thousand four, and the Academy wasn't woke then. Like they kind well, of still aren't. The or they thought they were. The, yeah, the, the, by remember, voting this. The, yeah, yeah the, the board of the Academy was literally. Very, it was older white men. Yes. Very few working actors and actresses, mm. and the diversity level was pretty much non-existent. We just now, just even in critics, mm-hmm. yeah, we just now are getting, not even have gotten, are getting a diverse board Agreed. for the academy, a, a diverse array of actual critics, accepted critics. Yeah. Because anybody can say they're a film critic, a TV critic, yeah, or whatever. Everybody's got a blogger. Everybody's a blogger. But they're accepted. But yeah. they're accepted and respected. And now we have that diverse range, array of that, where it's like, okay, she said this, he said that. You know, and they're of different cultures, different races, different ethnicities, mm-hmm. something, uh, orient, sexual orientations, mm-hmm. everything. And it's all accepted now. Mm-hmm. So what that, if this came out today? Dude, because I, I 100% apart. could see someone, some fucking idiot making this movie still today. <laughs> if this movie they're can, trying to do something. Yeah. If this movie, the way it Ooh. is, came out today, Ooh. the first of all, the level of think piece blogs yep. that would have come out yep. would be astronomical. Well, it's the same thing. I, ke- I kept thinking of three billboards the whole time. Because yeah, this movie similar. had incredible performances in it. Mm-hmm. Which three billboards has incredible performances in it? Mm-hmm. But holy fuck, what are you guys talking about or thinking about? About and or was trying to do the three billboards nominated for best picture yes this it year, was yeah along with everybody thought it was gonna win along with get out yeah and ladybird yeah and the shape of water and the shape of water and the same thing that happened it's with the same with exact Back, thing same We're thing happened this year fish movie, because guys. yeah because they were so scared of Brokeback mountain even then hollywood didn't want to rock the boat so they're like uh let's just play it safe with this like i'm so everyone, excited to see where things start going yeah now that they so, it up. go ahead i'm sorry i was just gonna say same thing get out was my favorite 
of the year. And I was like, there's no way the Academy's going to vote for Get Out, first time director. This movie's about, actually, like, for real, actually, about racism. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. what the movie's this about. This one is effective in its and just based off message. Of, just based off of the demographics, I'm like, the Academy might pick Three Billboards, which would be such a I thought, insult. I was, I literally. It's a, it's a good movie. I like Three Billboards. I'm not lie. But it's, in every Academy yeah. voting thing I did, I mean, Oscars voting thing, mm-hmm. I literally picked, I said, they're going to go Three Billboards. And yeah. You, yeah, you bet on that. And I also thought, maybe they'll go Lady Bird, which is also kind of safe but is really the perspective of like a young white woman and then i remembered they're gonna play it safe Shape and they're gonna go order. fish fucking movie because greta gerwig the- also first time director they're not gonna give it to her right they won't go, that's why right. we're gonna give it to greta Gerwig. right but i also said the only way get out would have won is if jordan peele didn't win another oscar be it screenplay or director mm-hmm. oh yeah they gave him one they're they gave him screenplay they gave him screenplay they gave him screenplay i right. said jordan peele i said he'll he'll get if he gets one of those mm-hmm. and i said director? if he gets one of those he's not uh gilmore gilmore oh, Toro. okay i said if he gets that if he gets one of those two he for sure they for sure he's not gonna out. give him you're right him. and, and right. that's exactly what they gave so you him. saw it happen and you knew you knew, you knew <laughs> i called it before i called it before the awards because if, again when you saw the films again it was nine Mm-hmm. And I know we're talking about this year, this past year's Oscars. Nine, but it's related. Ten years, ten slots possible. Wouldn't put another one in. It's crazy how related. And it's yeah. like you said, Get Out. It was the only film that still held relevancy yes. for close to a year. Yes, that's true. That movie was in theaters for close to a year yeah, after a year. it came out. Kept being talked about nonstop. In, Hundred million dollars. In yeah. indie film in by all how rights. How much did it cost? Like. To, 10 million or something that, yeah, yeah. by something, all yeah. rights this is a very small film yeah oh for sure and kept being talked about the entire year and i said there's no way i said there's no way it was because, made by nobody too right it was yeah like bloomhouse and it was Bloom, it was yeah. a bloomhouse film and i was like there's no way because then you had like you said you had shape of water mm-hmm. all of a sudden everybody wanted to start talking about how great three billboards was i was mm-hmm. like yo it's a movie about racism in, in, in Missouri, which is pretty it's, much yeah, you're, you're gonna botch it. You're gonna botch it. It's yeah. all white people in your movie. You're not gonna do a good. <laughs> then job, you had guys. Lady Bird, mm-hmm. coming of age, mm-hmm. white girl movie. Mm-hmm. Shape of Water was the fish fucking movie, and I was like, are we really gonna do this? Because everybody's like, it's a horror <laughs> film. It's like it's a horror film. Like okay, yeah. and I know shout out Clark Wolf and. You know, recipe somebody John Schnepp who were yeah. all happy that oh a, a horror film hey, I won. Was, I was stoked because it's no Guillermo. It's it Guillermo. He's my guy. It's Guillermo. Guy. I don't Great. care. Oh, yeah. Great. It's Guillermo. I'm yeah. cool with it. You like no one could not be happy watching him accept he, that award. Yes, he was it, very it happy. Brought tears to yeah, my you eyes. Couldn't, you, you couldn't. Still, be, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But again, when you talk about what movie should win Best Picture of the mm-hmm. Year, yeah. it mm-hmm. should have been beyond a shadow of a doubt that a movie that had been talked about over a year. Yeah. Which is almost virtually a phenomenon. Impo- three, three billboards is going to be in ten years. Is going to be crashed to us right now. I guarantee you, know I mean? we will be. We're going to watch it and go. Oh, wow, it was crashed to us. Yes. right yeah. after though. Like the, the like. Yeah, I don't know, man. I wish I had any sort of knowledge of what how people reacted to crash when it actually came out i have a little twitter other thing i wish twitter was out there <laughs> oh my god oh my god i yeah. wish twitter was available it's you know what's, oh, man. what's funny thanks Don to Cheadle's thanks mentions would be fucking <laughs> yeah. nuts thanks <laughs> like they already are yeah, yeah. exactly thanks but to not- wikipedia like you can see some of the reactions from from again the accepted critics mm-hmm. and rest in peace i love him and i've disagreed with him but i still love him roger ebert he said it was the best film of the year that it was so emotional it was so moving Roger Ebert was wrong about video games Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid was two and a half was stars. two and a half so stars exactly but Roger Ebert I was always a lovely yeah. guy okay. great critic yeah. but it's so funny you go to Wikipedia the very next paragraph is other critics did not look at it so likely like Ta-Nehisi Coates said this movie is unthinking and the worst film of the decade 
And you got to agree with Tana. Like Ta-Nehisi Coates will have the perspective of, I'm a black man living in the United States. He like, just that's, wrote a book about yeah. a decade. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, it's, years, so, but, but, yeah. it's so surreal, the, the pedestal this film was put on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, and, and, and people can say all a day, all time, all day, that it was the subject of what the film was. It was the, sure. the subject matter, the material. It was the emotion. It was the emotion, or you can just say it was the actors. Yeah, I think it was only because of the cast, because when you look at this, and I kept telling Hector, and I kept telling Kelly this while we were watching, I want to read the exact screenplay. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I want I, to see the I screenplay. I don't want to now though, because I'll just get mad again. What did we say happens at the angry. at the end of the screenplay? And then it starts to snow, snow. in L.A. Because these are words that are actually written in a script. Snow in L.A. Yeah. Like how, man, why would you want to shoot yourself in the foot at the and, very end of your goddamn and that, movie? And that your alone. Shitty, shitty movie. And then that you alone should have took that foot. out of best picture category. Yeah. Exactly. You took the most unrealistic thing to ever happen. Mm-hmm. Has it ever snowed in L.A.? I believe I th- it has I, happened. I think it, I think it happened at Huntington Beach, like recent, like in the last few years. But the way lost, but like Angeles it was in proper. the goddamn valley, in the valley. Yeah. But I think I, it, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Has it ever? Ha- and it, I think never. it happened in the '60s. The point is, is that it the way it's used. We were at well. The end, the, yeah, the globe was warm yeah. by 2004. <laughs> exactly. But the way that it's the way that it's used in this movie is this pretentious, almost magical surrealism moment of like, hey man, if we can get past racism, it can snow in L.A. Pigs can fly. Anything. Exactly. Can and that's you know exactly I mean? how it's I looked insulting. at it. It's insulting. It's insulting. It's extremely because insulting. this movie doesn't do think, any of the thing think, it set out to do. I think when it started snowing, Jay said, "Get all the way the fuck out of here." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We, I think those were my exact words. We all audibly yelled. Because, oh my God. because it's like, movie. all of a sudden, this, this Terrence Howard has this moment where he, the police officer who watched his wife get fondled mm-hmm. by his partner saves his life. He doesn't get shot by cops. Is while this also, right after we saw Matt Dillon save her, though? Pretty much. They're, they're, I guarantee you, we don't mm-hmm. see that how they were flowing. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Concurrently. Right. Yeah. You know, they weren't flowing at the same time. But it's... Terrence Howard's had this moment, and now he's he's saved Ludacris's life, and now he's driving around. He sees the car that Ryan Phillippe is burning, and all of a sudden, now t- to understand the beauty of life, it's snowing. What? Yeah. What? And also, yeah. like you embarrass me. Mm-hmm. You would. That line of you oh. embarrass me. You embarrass oh. us. Like oh, that what? was again to remind everybody watch like listening to this. You had a white screenwriter and director saying that a black man was saying to another black man, you, you embarrass me. me. And you also had a white screenwriter saying earlier in the film with the ludicrous hip-hop speech, I'm still not over that, saying, having a black man well, say, Well, it's the same thing. It's just a continuation, and then it juxtaposes. Yes. And he and you know what it reminded me of? It reminds me of like the argument from like, you know, older, old-school white guys that go, well, actually, the real racists are black people because they use the N-word, and we can't use that exactly. whole, right, well, that they whole do argument. Well, the, they do that in the, it's like, mm-hmm. call me that again, call mm-hmm. me that again, when mm-hmm. he's beating up Ludacris. And Ludacris says, this movie's oppressive because it uses N-word this, N-word that, N-word, and yeah. I'm like, this is coming from a white guy that doesn't understand the context of the word, its history, its usage, its appropriation, it, you know what I mean? Like I, hip hop culture, all of that. And I and I will play devil's advocate for a little bit with the whole Terrence Howard. Call me them. Call me that word again. Sure. There are some black men who who despise it. Sure, we've yeah. even seen it. We've even seen it be carried over into the Marvel's Luke Cage. Yeah, I was gonna say Luke Cage. Luke Cage. I like and, that scene. And shout but out, they shout like, out. 
Shout out to Ta-Nehisi, I mean, not Ta-Nehisi, to Cheo Hodari Coker, mm-hmm. who is the writer on that. So that is something that a black man deals with because there are older black men who do not like that. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. I do. This but movie again, establishes a context. But again, that's 2016. <laughs> yep. True. That's, that's 2016. That's, that's a black showrunner. And that's a black showrunner. Cheo Hodari Coker, that's the, that, that's the difference. That's the but difference. we're talking about 2004. And a white guy, mm-hmm. a plain as day white guy too. By the way, Walker, you look Texas Ranger. Look the dude, <laughs> and which if you don't understand why we keep bringing up fucking Walker Te- Walker Texas Ranger, Chuck Norris is racist as shit. Okay, it's like if Michael Mann kept a twin in the closet. Fuck. <laughs> and this guy also, you said Keller. As soon as Tony Danza popped in the movie, you went right to your phone. You're like, did this guy write episodes of Who's the Boss? Yes, he, he did. did. Fuck right, that's Who's why the boss. And then you have Tony Danza being racist as shit. By the way, yeah, exactly. So now it makes me think. What did him and Judith Life really talk about? Judith Life talk about really on the set of Who's the Boss? Mm-hmm. But it's just. I don't mean to talk about black people. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, Angela. <laughs> Look, tell your mom's Mona she can't have the darky coming over here fixing the sink. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. He's saying, I know the guy's on the football yeah. team, but keep him away from my house. My, <laughs> my favorite thing about this movie is Who's that boss? it gave the world, I think he'd been, he'd been in a, a, a couple of things beforehand. Michael Pena. Oh this is God. one of Michael Pena's first yes, yes. bigger roles. He's so fucking good in it. He's too. great in it because Michael Pena, he's he's my favorite living working actor right now. And we also have to mention this, if I could award anybody in this movie anything, oh, it casting. would be the casting director, Sarah Haley, Haley Finn. Finn. Sarah Finn she is She filled that movie with great people. She is a brilliant casting director. If you don't appreciate the the job of being a casting director and all that that entails, there's a great documentary about casting, which you should watch, Casting By, I think is what it's called, where it shows you that it's an underappreciated aspect of Hollywood and that this woman is brilliant and she's cast every major Marvel movie. Which we, we brought up too because a lot of the Boom. cast members of this film mm-hmm. go on to be in a Marvel movie one way or another. Michael Pena, Ant-Man, Sean Tobe, Jensen and Iron Man. Uh, Don Cheadle Don and Cheadle. Terrence Howard both become roadie. Roadie, two roadies. You know, so the price of one. So she had already had experience with a lot of these characters, mm-hmm. and it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's a she's a phenomenal casting director. So that was my favorite part of the movie. Was like you know, then get, again we get Keith David and we get all these like oh yeah, Keith man. David is my father in another life. I'm going to continue <laughs> to say that. Tandy Newton's amazing. I want her she to be is, in a Marvel movie, except for when she didn't sell. Yeah, that was a some of the stuff that was tough. That was tough, and some and some of that stuff was very interesting. The idea of Jay just kept saying mm. like. They wrote this down, and yeah. then everybody said it out loud multiple <laughs> times. They did yes. multiple they takes. They did multiple takes like, of this. And her character, was she supposed to be like British no, or I, kind I of American? Ju- I guess they just were like, you know what, be you. She's fancy. She's like, I'm yeah. Mission Impossible yeah. too. Because it's yeah. like, at that point, because sometimes great some of the British actors, they do suppress their British accent to portray American ones. Mm-hmm. And I guess they were just like, you know what, you're a light-skinned British chick, just do you. Right, and it's like that conversation, which was real tense, and again, you just cannot help but thinking, Paul Haggis wrote this, where Terrence Howard was calling her out, and he's like, you don't know what it's like to be black in America. And she's just as mad at that. Well, and I'm also, like, that's an interesting dynamic. That is a, The you whole know, situation, that whole scene mm-hmm. where... The cop with Matt Dillon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> That garbage scene, infuriating. The fact that he, Paul Haggis, also wrote that scene. Yes, and here's here's and then here's, like here's the worst part the about way that Tandy scene. Newton reacts is like here's I don't here's the know. worst part about that scene. That scene's not even the worst thing. The worst thing is that Paul Haggis takes a character of Tandy Newton who was sexually molested by the cop played by uh, Matt Dillon. That is the and at worst. the That's end, when I and half has to have half, her be saved. Thank you. Halfway through the movie, he makes Matt Dillon the hero character 
who's like, I'm not going to hurt you, lady. And he learns the lesson and she like thanks him and is so thankful. And for her first, she's like, get the fuck away from me. But then she's like, they saved each other because they're people. That's like what's the most insulting thing. Because it, so the, the reaction which she had when she first realized it's him, it's mm-hmm. Matt Dillon's character is the right reaction. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck away from me. Anybody not else. You. Get yeah. somebody else. That's, somebody a, else. that's the reaction you nat- a person naturally would have. But then, then he becomes hero cop. Now he, he becomes you know. his hero to say, I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're just supposed to forego all the shit he did. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. And he does that with every character. He does, yeah. The only character who got out of this unscathed, maybe, was Michael Pena's character. Because he had racism dealt with him when he was changing the lock at Sandra Bullock's house and he goes and leaves the key because she's and a he key, never you know, like does anything right we never there's never like a moment a back where it's story like, or anything. oh Michael yeah. Pena is actually racist this yeah. whole he, time him and or his family, a bad guy yeah him and exactly his family, they never give you that they're the only ones who got out of this movie without like a defamation of character where mm-hmm. everybody else no matter how good they are in the movie again even Ryan Phillippe ends up shooting the kid at the end like Matt Dillon who's a piece of shit goes good Terrence Howard who but not really who is dealing with bullshit feel bad sorry yeah. for his dad and it's like that yeah. dad is a racist piece of shit again i and i and i hate we're shit. supposed to and that's one thing i hate films what films do nowadays and again it's been doing been doing this since 14 years ago people that are the antagonists of the film because mm-hmm. matt dillon is the antagonist of this film mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're supposed to sympathize with him no sam rockwell yeah. and sam rockwell and three, three billboards. billboards yeah we're supposed to sympathize with because his father has cancer mm-hmm. and then we They're even, people just like everybody and we can see this we go to see the scene where he goes to to the visit the uh the insurance office and the actress loretta loretta divine loretta divine and once when she tells him like she doesn't even be she could have been racist to him mm-hmm. she could have been a complete asshole because remember he calls her on the phone and she tells him her name it says Shaniqua and he says I kind of figured it was and she hangs up or I should have known that yeah Yeah, I should have known that when he walks in she could have been an asshole from jump she tries to lay everything out to him straight up like look you can this is what's got to happen blah 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 and she she rises above in that scene she gets out of it she's like like she remains unscathed which I also wanted to know yeah there was one thing I wish we would have answered what what ethnicity was his original doctor Mm, his father's mm-hmm. original doctor that he doesn't believe is competent. Mm. Yeah, I really would like to know that because I'm I'm almost pretty sure it was that Middle Eastern younger woman, or it was some it was somebody that played it plays a yeah. role yeah. into why he feels the way. And then the there's a director's out, cut. Mm-hmm. Fuck oh, you really? for the yeah. director's cut. Yeah, I'm ne- I'm three extra minutes. Paul Haggis for making that to, to think that people needed to see <laughs> a director's cut. Your your full unedited version. Yeah. that was. I'm never seeing. No, that. I heard he fixed it. <laughs> but then I hate that at the end of the movie, it bookends with Loretta Devine's character being effectively xenophobic or racist towards somebody that, that wasn't speaking English. Right? It's like, damn it, that was the one character who, you know, like the one bastion of hope. Believe Her it or and not, Michael Pena. Believe it or not, Paul Haggis, there are people that are not racist. Exactly. Like that's the thing. Like exactly. Because, yeah. <laughs> like you said, this movie tries to tell you that everybody is a little bit racist. Yeah. When it's just a, that is a fucking lie. I'm sorry <laughs> for swearing, but it's just so frustrating. Also, it's called Crash, and it ends with the Fender Bender. This movie can go fuck itself. <laughs> it is so fucking like, absurd. Have a crash. Have a yeah. crash. It's absurd. You so, can't sit there and tell me that all of a sudden now because oh uh, she was she was experienced racism now she's a racist. She could have just been pissed. Yeah. The cops are racist all the way around yeah don Cheadle's mama's a crackhead with a bullshit son and he mm-hmm. goes by the mama some groceries from whole foods i'd have got my mama some shit from ralph's and john's <laughs> <sighs> also yeah. we discussed this too and i have to interrupt and say this mm-hmm. 
living in Los Angeles, any movie that you see that is filmed in Los Angeles now, yep. you know where everything is. Yep. And you'll see a scene where suppose they go around the corner, you'll be like, that ain't around the goddamn corner. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's on the other side of goddamn town. It would take you an hour and a half. That's to an get hour there. and a half commute. It's also, it's good it's, traffic. It's really, really fun to watch a movie set in LA when, after you've been living in LA for a couple of years, if you're not, yeah. if you, you know, weren't that's born and raised That's what changed here. it for you this time around? That's you were living was, in just San Diego? Geographically, I was yeah. like, this movie's a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> no, no, yeah, I was living in San Diego when I first saw it. Um, um, I think we've answered the question, does this movie belong on the list of the 500 greatest like movies Like 500 of all time? worst movies <laughs> of all time. This, 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 list was, this list was released in 2008. Correct. The only reason this movie is on there mm-hmm. is because it's a Best Picture winner of 2004. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is the only reason this it, movie it was, was on that still, list. And it was still, like an indie. Yep. Still fresh in like, people's minds. Still fresh in people's minds. Yeah. If this, list, if this top 500 list is redone today, mm-hmm. there's no way Crash is in this list. Unless you just feel like, oh, I have to put Academy Award winners in here. So yeah. Crash isn't going to be your pick then. Fuck <laughs> no. <laughs> Jay. Jay. Fuck no. We've been asking all of our guests uh, to help us create a new list of the of a 500 greatest movies of all time. And I'm going to show you some examples that some people have come up with here. We've got, just last week, Adam Lavick gave us the original Halloween. Mm-hmm. Week before, we had The Tree of Life, Stardust, Newsies, The Full Monty, Days and Confused, Young Frankenstein, Ong Bak. We've got some dope movies in here oh, so yeah. far. So, if we could ask you to give us a movie, could be your favorite of all time. Mm. It could be, it could be Crash if you want it, but it's not going to be. Um, what do you think is a movie that deserves to be on a list of the five hundred greatest movies of all time? The Ten Commandments. Whoa, whoa! Cecil, Bill, Cecil B. DeMille's The Ten Commandments. You're going Heston on us. Mm-hmm. This Damn. is I, this, this is, is a first old movie that we've got. Yeah, I'll, let me let me put and this in the, here. The Ten Commandments. That movie is it it. For, for the visual effects it's of the technical time. technical marvel. It's a technical marvel. Wow. Charlton Heston's character as Moses, and let's not forget Yul Brenner as, as Ramesses, is phenomenal. We have watched Ben-Hur already. Right, if you watch Ben-Hur, yeah. and that's basically the sequel in a sense. Yeah. Mm. This movie is, that movie is phenomenal. Again, to have a, we don't have this major special effects budget mm-hmm. to see the Red Sea part, mm-hmm. to watch the burning bush, to watch. And just like how tricky they had to be just to, Pull that shit to off. pull those things off, to show you the finger of God writing the commandments. These things you saw, and also the pillar Edward, of fire, the pillar of fire. Edward G. Robinson's in it. All mm. these amazing characters you have throughout this film. It's Hollywood history. It's Hollywood history. This is definitely a movie that would be on my top five hundred for sure. Epic spectacle. Yeah, I would That's not. A, I would not have expected. But Jay, you are a cinephile. Just how You're fucking lover. fast you were to say. It, I know though. the Ten Commandments. Boom! It blindsided me, and I'm <laughs> happy about it. I have not seen it yet. I've only saw. You've, I only saw Ben Hur for the first time. Earlier this year, when it was on the list, I have not. Dis- I have not I, okay, yeah, I get, yeah, I would encourage is on the list. Yeah. I encourage you to watch it, but also okay. remember it is 1967 oh, or something like that. For sure, it is a very old. So the special effects aren't as. Well, you know, we watched was, we watched Ben Hur, so and we it. were fucking on our feet during that chariot race. <laughs> oh my god, you absolutely <laughs> lose yeah. your goddamn we mind were with the chariot screaming. race. It's just it's surreal that this is. Guys, it's on the list. Guys, it's not on the list. The Ten Commandments isn't on the list? The Ten Commandments is not on the list of the 500 That's greatest insane. films of all time. As it stands now from 2008. How many Cecil B. DeMille movies are there on the list? <sighs> Let's Probably check. just like uh, The Greatest Show on Earth. Let's <sighs> check. Let's check. That's crazy. But I love that Jay picked it. Let's go up yeah, to the directors. I just want y'all to know I did not see it at all. Cecil B. DeMille isn't even on the list. Oh my God, he's not. That he's is not even, insane. That is insane. 
Wow. That is crazy. Guys, Crash is on this list instead of the Ten Commandments. This is a hist- I mean, I understand people who have their own religious you know, affiliations and whatnot, but as a whole, if you take that out, this movie is a great film. It's mm-hmm. a great film. The story is nuts. The story is bananas. It's so the, like the, the level, acting is incredible. The set pieces when they had if to not show over the top. They had to show the slaves in Egypt. They had to show the river turning to blood. The amount of extras. The amount of they had to show the death of the firstborn. That was a traumatic scene to watch across. Come on now. Yeah, they did all the plagues. They did all the plagues. Wow. And for that not to be on the original list, that would definitely be on my list of the top five hundred. That's just nuts. technically it alone. It wasn't on there. This list, I think we've said yeah. it multiple times. We'll it's say bullshit. it again. It's bullshit. This it's is a bullshit, bullshit list. We've um, had to watch Saw. We've had to watch In the Company of first Men. First of all, we've Saw was Crash. good as a psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a Saw fan. I, I'm not going to lie. Okay. Would you I, put it in the 500 greatest films of all ooh, time? The first Saw. The first one. Because here's here's what Keller it and I set realized. set up something that you never had seen. That's true. Here's what Keller and I true. realized when we got to Saw. Because we the first, definitely take everything in context. Yes. The first movie. The, the first movie on the list, number 500, is... Ocean's Eleven, George Clooney, slick movie, fun movie. Mm-hmm. We were like stoked. Four ninety nine is Saw, heist one of the better heist movies. So four ninety nine is the first Saw, and at that point, and I had never seen Saw, but we watch it. Uh, I hadn't seen Saw yet for the first time for this project. We realized that movies are on this list for one of two reasons: either they are great, like genuinely the movie mm-hmm. itself is great, or number two, they're the impact. The influence, yes. the cultural impact. So that's why Crash is on this list. Like you said, Jay, it's 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 the fresh and in, in people's minds Oscar winner from a few years ago yeah. that's, that tried to solve racism without really doing anything. I Saw, can imagine enough people putting this yeah, because it won in their top that 10. recently. But Saw, we kept talking about it. We were so impressed with made for a million dollars, made a hundred million. James Wan, his first big, you know, his first mm-hmm. movie, really. Like, we love James. I'm stoked about Aquaman. Like, yeah. I root for that guy. I thought Furious and, 7 uh, was great. whatever the guy who's in it and wrote it. Mm-hmm. Lee Winnell. Yeah, he's good. Lee Winnell went on to do more horror mm-hmm. stuff with James Wan and everything. So, like, we appreciated the historical context, but we, at the end, were like, shouldn't be on the list of the 500 greatest, but we get the, you know, we get the impact. But you're a Saw fan. So, yeah, so, I'm a, so would you put that first one on there? <sighs> Would you allow it to stay on the list of the 500 greatest of movies? Of all anything, time? Has yes. anything surpassed it? Or basically like improving Ooh. upon what Saw the Conjur- did? The Conjuring series mm. went over and surpassed would you, us. Would you say the okay, first? Would you put the first Conjuring on there? Had a bigger impact than the Because I think that's song? one of the scariest horror movies It's one of the scariest movies ever made. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you'd have to because it's one of the even scariest though the horror. acting is a little iffy, but, but it's one of the scariest horror movies I've ever made. Except for the acting, is let me great, let me throw this let me throw this nuts. wrench in the works. All right, okay, this Be careful. Movie, this, move, this list came out in 08, so good, no good movie older than 2008 is on this list. Would you replace Saw with Get Out? Another oh, Get Out movie. is definitely in there. Thank you. Get, yes. get Out is definitely oh, in yeah. there. So we got to kick Saw That's out. Different. Get Out is definitely in there. It is different. Here's a question, real quick, and I'm sure you guys have asked it. How many of the superhero films become in this list now? Great Iron question. Giant is on the list. No, 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 no. I mean not Iron I'm, Giant. Iron, Iron Man, Man is on the list. Okay, of course. Yes, which is impressive. Dark Knight is number fifteen on this fucking list. Does Dark Knight stay number fifteen if you do this list today? No, Dark no. Knight is in no. the top five hundred. Yes, but it's not the top twenty. Anywhere near, it's, I wouldn't even put it in the top twenty. Is it in I, the top tw- of I, all times? It's in the top. I would put it. I would put the. Dark I give Knight. it top two fifty. I, I give it the top half. I give I, the top fifty. I give it the top 100. So we're all kind of in a group. We're like, yeah. it's it's in there. It's, it's in up, a, it's it's in, up the in there. Yeah, it's okay. up in there. I'm going for the movie itself and the impact. I'm putting it in the top 100 somewhere. I would put it higher than the first Iron Man for sure, but I'm putting Avengers Infinity War 
Avengers Infinity War has to go in. I'm putting Black Panther very high. You Black know what Panther's I mean? got to go in. I want Thor so Ragnarok many, to go yes, in. Yes, so there's so bad. many like MCU movies that would find their way on the list of the five hundred. And, 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 and that's why I asked because <laughs> Thor Ragnarok would be in the list. It would be but in the list. Just, yeah. like yeah. just like Guardians. Just like Guardians. Guardians. The only sure. reason Thor Ragnarok is in the list is, is if Guardians is in the list. It is. It is true. If, if and Guardians have, is higher. Right. Because if you don't have a Guardians, you don't. If you don't have a Guardians, it's true. But you can say that something improved upon it. Thor is so Ooh. much funnier Ooh. than Guardians. It's pretty I funny. mean, of course, by, because yeah. again, you have, well, in Guardians, you have Guardians a, was the gate. Your yes. director is not a really comedic dude. He's a, he's a, he's comedic, but it's a awkward comedy. Action yeah. Comedic. It's an but awkward. Taika. It's, Taika's comedy. a straight comedy dude. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But because we look at it now, because now we talk about the Academy Awards and them accepting the superhero films mm. as a genre in itself, because <sighs> these movies are. Yeah. These movies are cultural events. Yes. Like Star Wars. Like, you know exactly. What I mean? like, they just have been allowed to are. be prolonged and Correct. on a way it's, bigger scale. I think if we're talking about this year specifically, I think Black Panther 100% deserves to be nominated for Best Picture. If you disagree, that's why they're getting, yeah. yeah. they getting rid of this freaking most popular character. Yeah. They are getting rid of it now? I hope. Yeah, okay, they are. Okay, good. There's enough it. backlash. They're, they're not going to do it. They're pulled eight. We, we put it on hold. How, It'll be how, one of the nine. However you feel about that, it know. better be ten. How it should be. However, you feel about what the Ten award movies. is, the legitimacy of the Oscars. Wh- however, you feel, you have to admit when you look at the history of the Oscars, they've made some bullshit picks. They've made they've picked movies again in two thousand eight. Shakespeare in Love Shakespeare won an Oscar. Shakespeare in Love won a fucking Oscar. Guys, yeah. Rocky yeah. won Best Picture. Yeah, it did. Rocky's a great movie, but that's a but that's a, you know now we look at it. Cultural, it's a cultural. It's a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. It's it's a popular film. Tell and, you me know, what Shakespeare in Love has done for anything. <laughs> Since. Hey Since. man, I didn't know Shakespeare was in love until I saw that movie. I was like, that guy Wait, just hey, man, is in his books. When Keller was in high school, they were like, "We're going to talk about Shakespeare," and you're like, "That guy that was in love." Yeah, that's what that's it did. The dude in love. You get an A plus. It's like I remember the year that. Um, I think The Dark Knight wasn't nominated for Best Picture. No, 2009, we had we had these movies nominated for Best Picture. Avatar, mm-hmm. James Cameron's Avatar, which already it's like, okay, if James Cameron's Avatar Locker. gets to get nominated, The Hurt Locker, if Avatar gets to get nominated, basically any MCU movie should, should, should qualify. True. Like, that's bullshit. Avatar's not even a good no, movie. No, it's not great. It's but only just, because it was a technical yes. marvel. Secondly, uh, uh, Up. Pixar's Up, great mm-hmm. movie, nominated for Best Picture. I'm like, great. If Up gets get nominated, so should Coco for Best yeah. Picture. So, so should Moana. So should Zootopia. Thirdly, District 9. District yep. 9's a great sci-fi District movie. Nine, a That's great, movie. great. If District 9 can get nominated for Best Picture... A Marvel movie can get... A Black super, Panther can get Black nominated. Panther, Infinity it, War can get nominated. Like, it's it, bullshit. Look, even if... And, and I know a lot of people will say, we're, well, I might hate on this. Even if a certain DC films... Again, not the DCEU currently. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman could have been. Mm-hmm. You Superman know, the mo- the movie, could the have Superman been. the movie, yeah. but it's you have to take a movie for what it is as a good movie, mm-hmm. and stop. The Academy has to stop saying, "Oh, it's not an action or a drama." It's insulting, yeah. You know, it's not a thriller or a drama, or whatnot. And if they'll say, "Well, again, Shape of Water was a horror movie." Mm-hmm. Let's not just do that. Let's mm-hmm. not just say, "Well, Shape yeah. of Water was a horror movie." It was a good movie. It's a good movie. People will say, "Get Out's a horror movie or a horror comedy." It's a good movie. It's a great movie. It's not a comedy. And it's no, not a, and that's another thing too. Jordan Will Peele's Rell. like, it's not a that's comedy. That's the only comedy in <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. And that's <laughs> how fucking horror movies work. You give yes. a little You have relief. to have somebody with a comedic element. Yep. Scream is a horror movie. What do you think Jamie Kennedy is? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even and Halloween. And Matthew Lillard. And just, Matthew Lillard. Yeah, we just rewatched Halloween and there's even moments in that that are like, 
funny, you know, yeah. like they, they're t- there's tension and then they relieve the tension with like, you have to, you know, we're going to go do this. A little girl's like, I don't want to do that. Like th- those kinds of moments. I just believe if black, black parents, everybody's going to talk about, cause we always get to the point where after August, mm-hmm. everything from August to December mm-hmm. are the Oscar containers. Yeah, we're about to go through the gauntlet, y'all. <laughs> but the problem is, and I, I tweeted this and I said this before numerous times, I'm tired of people having a movie that comes out with a trailer. Mm-hmm. And everybody's saying that's an Oscar contender. Mm-hmm. Before Star was born, even was released at Cannes mm-hmm. or TIFF, whichever one it came out at. Mm-hmm. People saw the trailer and was there like. There's acoustic guitar, man. <laughs> everybody going to fucking win. They were like, it's an, it's an Oscar contender. How? Okay. How? Because mm-hmm. it's Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I couldn't say, and yeah. I'm just going to be real, I can't say Black Panther was an Oscar contender yeah, just off a trailer. trailer. Right. True. People I can just say it's going to be a great movie. Yeah, but then we saw it. I happened to see it multiple times, <laughs> multiple, multiple times. But it's a great movie. Yeah, and yes, you're gonna have a Star Is Born. You're gonna have the Judy Garland movie. You're gonna have mm, Bo- I'm Pump for Roma. You're gonna have mm-hmm. uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. You're mm-hmm. gonna have these other films. And of course, yes, if these movies are up there, yes. Do you think but- uh, a Quiet Place will get in there? I don't think so. Here's no. I think a quiet place. I think won't. Emily Blunt might get a nomination. Ooh. She'll get the nomination. I agree. Ooh. Or and John Krasinski will get one. He's he, very good. He'll get one probably for directing. So cheesy. Like more, I more cannot like, take it ever take it seriously when someone put their finger to their lips. I could never take it seriously. <laughs> just it, like, no not even that because there was so many plot holes in it. Mm. True. It was the whole why didn't you just live out of water the whole time? Mm-hmm. Think about it. You you realize the water they can't hear you. Mm-hmm. You can make lights. You can make all this other stuff. Yeah, live by a waterfall. Live by the waterfall. Yeah. What but, else came out this year, man? What else? Uh, well, we're about to get stuff like we're the about Ballad to, of. Uh, say, everything is Buster Scruggins mm. or whatever. The new Coen Brothers Western. Mm, okay. Roma. Alfonso Cuarón's new movie is yeah. about to come out. Everything mm-hmm. is about. We're in that time of year with all these, and that's the problem I have because I believe. They're gonna use this back, and I'm just gonna say it, they're gonna use this back end of the year. Oh, mm-hmm. that's the way they always do to it. try to justify why Black Panther doesn't get an arm. Because it came out in what February? Yeah, just like Get Out did. Yeah, exactly. Just they're like gonna get out. they're gonna try to use the back end and of this year. Whatever movie they say, like, oh, A Star Is Born is better than Black Panther. I'm gonna be like, no. I'm be like, oh, you know, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs is better than Black Panther. I'm gonna go, no. Like, no matter what movie they're gonna throw me, in, I'm gonna be like, no, sorry, You're man. Not like, I the only Avatar man, was nominated. I've heard things about Roma that are nuts. I can't wait to like, see it. Is that uh, Alfonso Cuarón? Yeah, Netflix. It's, it's 70s Mexico black and white mm. i'm pumped as I like shit. that that's gonna be dope but uh it's gonna be interesting to see yeah yeah it's just you it, can't make any calls now but it's like yeah you just know what i mean you just know that how and they that do has the, screened already yeah all those that have screened already that have come out of tiff that have come out of cans mm-hmm. you're like all right and sundance you're like cool black clansman and this is what i think is gonna happen that's mm. what it is they're gonna give it to black clansman they're gonna give it one of, one or the other they're mm-hmm. gonna give black clansman to they're gonna give black clansman like best director spike lee's spike gonna lee's get, gonna get, it, gonna get his nomination not gonna get anything yeah they're just gonna give it the nomination and then they're gonna try because they oh, better give it costume oh, they uh, better, better give it set design yep. they set better design. give it yep but it's gonna fucking clean because the two what two of the biggest movies of the year have been both black films, mm-hmm. they will not give them both that nom. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what nobody says. The people say, oh, why, why are you trying to say that? Let's just be honest. Again, Black Panther has been a movie. People can call it overrated all you want. A movie is not overrated if it stayed 13 weeks at the top 10 box <laughs> office. It was still making money after its next You can movie. still go find it in a theater <laughs> in LA right fucking it. now. Also, in multiple, probably like the, five theaters in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. You Black, can go Panther Black Panther was not supposed to be making big money after infinity war came out but uh-huh. guess what it still was making money That's it was crazy. like number two to infinity war yeah <laughs> literally That's awesome. and so you're gonna have that but then i i because i go back to crash like these are movies that held relevancy yes 
these movies that had stories that, that touched that were cultural phenomenons. You can't tell me that Crash was a cultural phenomenon because we've done films consistently over time to try to express racism mm-hmm. and talk about racism. Mm-hmm. Do the Right Thing was one of those films. Mm-hmm. And they barely wanted to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. And we can definitely tell the difference in that movie. Yep. Spike Lee t- wrote and directed that yep. fucking movie. And mm-hmm. you had and you had a star cast too. You had a Danny Aiello in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't go wrong with that. You got a Bill Nunn. You got all these a Samuel L. Jack. You got these powerful cast members to convey of how it is in Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a night in Los Angeles with Crash from different people. Everybody is just overtly racist. Yeah. This isn't even just subtle racism. Except for Michael Pena. Yeah. Except for Michael Pena. That's it. Him and his wife and his daughter are apparently not racist. But like, I bet you that so extra... Many movies... I bet you that extra that two minutes in... That that in L.A. Yeah. I bet you that extra two minutes in the director's cut is Michael Pena being like hugging his daughter and then walking into his house and saying some Something slur racist, about yeah. about Middle Eastern people. Yeah. Like I bet you that's the extra it's two like, minutes. Hey man, hey man, we just we, we, look. We gonna keep you pure. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I think and that's that's probably his. That's probably Paul Haggis's saving grace. Sure. For this film, for anyone who has the criticism to say, well, I didn't make the Latino guy mm-hmm. be a over over racist. It's like yeah, man, but you know. <sighs> It's, I was about to get into a whole it's thing about... It's because he's not a rape, 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 rapist. Rapist. Oops, racist. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I, fucking Brett Kavanaugh's in the goddamn news. I was about to get into a, a whole thing about Suicide Squad and its depiction of Latino characters. Get uh, into uh, it. Mm, you who wrote his, that movie? You talking about the fact that uh, Diablo was a cholo in a sense and his yes, girl sir. was a chola? Yes, sir. Because that's exactly what they... Instead of him mm-hmm. just being somebody who mm-hmm. you know, has abilities and just used mm-hmm. him and did some bad shit, or he could have had a regular girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Could have had a regular girl. Mm-hmm. They they were like, yo. Yeah. And it's it just to, just to briefly touch on that, and I like to compare that to how Michael Pena's character mm-hmm. is depicted in Ant-Man. Both of those characters are Latinos that are affiliated with criminality, and that's fine because those are real stories. That's a real aspect of, of criminal life is that there's Latino people in jail. Like, that's a mm-hmm. real thing. But the problem is, is that there's no other Latino superheroes that aren't involved with criminality. There's no other, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you go to Michael Pena's Ant-Man character, Luis, and he's cultured and he likes art. And they made it a point to, t- to tell us, like he was, uh, you know, arrested for a, like a non-violent uh, crime of stealing two smoothie machines. Like they let us know, like this dude's a good-ish dude, yeah. but he's, you know, he does dumb things. He does, he, yeah, he's in yeah. San Francisco, he does dumb shit, like that kind of thing. But that's a whole nother conversation. Um, we, can we could probably it. we can have yeah we can have it. <laughs> I was just so impressed with uh, the Ten Commandments, man. Bringing it old school. Yeah, yeah I, man, like it's, I like it's, that. I like that. It's always been a film for me that has actually resonated. It, it's a calming film for me. Mm, it's it's kind of like uh, what's the word I'm thinking? I guess it's like familiar and soothing. And yes, it's like it's almost like white Sunday noise morning. for lack of better words. Yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a movie I can watch. It even has it. Yes, it has an intermission, but I can watch this movie. <laughs> You just take a nap during that. It gives mm. you a nice music to take. <laughs> it's a, a nice fi- musical intermission too. Yeah, take a but little fifteener. It, it's mm-hmm. a movie I like because again, I love the story. The way the story is told, mm-hmm. the way the story is told, the way the characters develop. There is no character left unanswered. That mm-hmm. movie is three hours long. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But it's uh, it is very good. Guys, do you think that uh, Crash could be made as a movie or a TV show today? Mm. Well, we even said it, just a different director would make a world of difference. Yeah. But if yeah. yeah, man, if they if they wanted to redo K- Crash yeah. and do the writers' room the right way, yeah. and get a showrunner who isn't Paul Haggis, eight episodes or thirteen episodes on Netflix, that'd be fascinating. That would like if they actually like yeah 
committed. Can we can did we, the work? To yeah, because keyword everything you said, I just was shooting with a bullseye. If, yep. if, if, yeah, exactly. If, if. Yeah, yeah. Because well, it's nothing bad. It's like if they do all these things right, which we know they won't, 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 <laughs> won't, won't, won't. You know, yeah, pretty much. It's just I, I, I could see it like you said, a Netflix, a Hulu, mm-hmm. especially. I would let, I would definitely let Hulu get it with what they've done with The Handmaid's Tale mm-hmm. cuz they took something so a subject that's so dark mm-hmm. yeah and they've translated it on screen so well agreed that people are like uh I feel like this is going on today yeah and you can yeah. take something that literally is today mm-hmm. You can talk. I mean, granted, we'll have people say, oh, you're just trying to say that all cops are racist. No, it's just the truth. They're racist cops. <laughs> they are racist cops. Just sure. plain and simple. And Let's they just call all it. play into a racist system. system. Yes. So yes. plain and simple. I mean, yes. it's just what it is. There are racist Middle Eastern. There are racist Latinos. There are mm-hmm. racist black people. Mm-hmm. It is true. But you don't have to beat people over the head with it. Oh, my God. Because this film, Crash as a movie, Ugh. beats you over the head saying, other people are racist, not just white people. That's literally that's literally yeah. the message of this film. Yeah. Yes, you're going to show white people as racist. But he is so harsh trying to say, other people are racist, not just white people. And white people aren't that bad. Yeah, it's not Sandra Bullock's fault, guys. She exactly. got she got mugged. She got a gun put in her face. See, she's so angry. Ugh. But she's just saying terrible racist stuff as yeah. she's angry and yeah. now all of a sudden because she slips and falls down the stairs like the fucking first first alert lady and the the, the latina <laughs> housekeeper alert. the life alert lady yeah every senior citizen <laughs> should have life alert. and now because the fucking let the house latina yeah. housekeeper helps her you're my best friend you fucking sound like miss daisy and yeah. driving miss Daisy. sound like jessica tandy and driving miss daisy <laughs> hope Bullock. you're my best good friend fuck out or Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino. Clint, yeah, Clint Eastwood and like, Gran Torino. You know, or Snape and Harry Potter. It's basically get the fuck out of here, buddy. You're an asshole your whole life. You're a piece of shit. It you, can't, the, you don't get a you don't yeah. get do overs. Yeah. Some of you give me this one redeeming moment. No. Now all of a sudden you're everything you've done no. is wrong. Mm-hmm. No, fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. The blind side. Yeah, but then no, Sandra Bullock did make it up with the blind side, Jay. Yeah. That's right. I mean, she did. She, she helped she that did, black kid. I just want to say this for the record. <laughs> I'm gonna say it the way nobody else can say it on this podcast. Thank you. She did just didn't adopt any ordinary black dude. She got a big ass dick. Okay. <laughs> 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 Look, she got uh, a, she got Michael Orr's big ass. <laughs> that is a redeeming quality, Sandra. <laughs> I mean, oh my god, I've never seen the blind side. Actually, the whole space thing that's hard. That's, I mean, that's true. That, that took a Just back gravity. Song. Yeah, I mean, but still, she got a big ass black dude. Put him in the car. <laughs> you know, normally, big dude, black dude like that, you ain't putting him in the car. You driving past them, locking your doors. Police, there's a strange man. Yeah, you know. She, but she was like, shut the fuck up, Tim McGraw. <laughs> <laughs> Keller, what movie are we talking about next week, and who is our guest? Next week, we are watching. Ikiru, Ikiru with Chris right. Saldana. Ikiru or Ikiru with Chris Ikiru. Saldana. Ikiru is available on Filmstruck. If yes. you're listening to this right now and you're like, how am I going to be watching it? How am I going to be able to watch it? It's streaming on Filmstruck, which or is a great... Or get that criterion, y'all. Get that criterion. You get a criterion app? I don't know. There's a thing? No, you can buy the movie. You can buy the movie. It's Fancy. also rentable, I assume, on Amazon, but it's rentable Our on like, first YouTube. Movie. Is it? Yeah. I'm so excited. I've nice. only seen one Kurosawa film, so I'm really excited I've to... I've seen uh, none. 
You saw, uh, didn't he do? Oh, just kidding. I've seen Yojimbo. Yojimbo? Yeah, we watched that together. So that's going to be dope. Uh, so look for that next week. Jay, where can people find you and your work on the internet? Uh, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. J Washington. It's M R J A Y. You should know how to spell Washington. Uh, you can check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash J A Y Washington 80. You can catch me various networks wherever, you know, people decide to make a phone call or an email. Uh, Collider sometimes. We're not sure about that. Screen Chunky sometimes. We're not sure about that. After <laughs> Buzz sometimes we're not sure about that hyper rpg they're doing a lot of good things uh <laughs> now on nerdist doing some things which i'm very excited for but Great. seriously I'm, I'm a lot of different places a lot of different times so i'm pretty much all over youtube and mm-hmm. the internet which i never thought i would be three years ago yeah i never thought three years ago like this i'd be all over the internet people know who i am and uh working with amazing people like Hector meeting oh. people like Keller. Oh, oh my god! So yeah, you so can nice. find me some everywhere. Um, just, I'm, and, I, was, I was just happy you guys got to meet tonight. I was and, so excited. Yeah. I was like and, talking to Keller as if you already knew Jay. I'm like, yeah, Jay's coming over, and you're like, I haven't met him yet. I'm like, what? Yeah, you need to get your life together. And also <laughs> check do. out my podcast, the Mad Titan Podcast, uh, MadTitanCast.com. I get you caught up on everything in the Marvel and DC TV shows, live action TV shows, and movie universes. I mm. keep it straight, like barbershop talk. I want to get Hector on, but Hector's goddamn schedule oh. is so busy. And, We're gonna do it right now. And although you know what you should you could, have you should have me on for is uh, when Titans comes out. I am we definitely going to have you once. We have to talk about. We are that. definitely God. Gonna, you are Guys. definitely my dude for that. Okay. Fuck Batman though, right? <laughs> like fuck. I have Batman. so many things I want to ask like, you off this. I'm, uh, I'm behind on my Marvel shows and the Arrowverse is so much. There's so much to do, but like I'm going to be there for the Titans. Arrowverse? Dude, I watched. That's just the name for all of it. All, the, all four that's, of those shows on the CW. Arrow, they call it the, the Arrowverse because Arrow was Arrow's the pre- he's the he was the first. Call it call it. TV, DC, D- DC TV, they kind of do that, but like unofficially, the fans uh, call it the Arrowverse, and then the, the production Guys, people come on. Onto it. I've watched. Here's mm-hmm. the problem. Here's the problem I have. I tell everybody mm-hmm. with my podcast. I don't. I sometimes feel like I don't get the credit I deserve. Yeah, I have to watch every single fucking TV show that is superhero related, minus Bro. Preacher, Bro. that comes on every single week. It's too much. See every movie to recap it one day a week. Yeah. Do you understand? I want to watch regular TV and movies sometimes. Yeah, that's minimum six hours. Minimum? At, yeah, at the minimum. Yeah. Because there's like, so many going on. Freaking The Gifted comes back the day Ugh. after we record this. Um, I have to go do reviews on Iron Fist Season 2, Ugh. which if you haven't watched it yet, I will tell you this. They fixed Danny Rand. That's what I heard. Immensely. That's what I heard. Season 2? Yeah. Yes. What is your favorite superhero show? Mm. Mm. Ooh, Daredevil. Daredevil, okay. and I and I'm a fa- and here's Which the thing, and I, and I say that, and I'm a fan of Luke Cage. I'm a diehard fan. Yeah. There are certain parts of Luke Cage I just don't rock with. It, a little, it, it'll drag even, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But I mean, the best villain. So was, does Daredevil. The best mm-hmm. villain, honestly, uh, Bushmaster is one of the top three Marvel villains total. He's Luke Cage season two. Yes, he is. Ooh, Bushmaster, I didn't know that. Mustafa Shakir is fucking yeah. amazing. He's cool. uh, Daredevil season one mm. is Kingpin's fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Vincent Nofrio is phenomenal. Yeah. Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock is something I never expected. He's great. I never expected that first Daredevil season blew everything. Changed away. the game. Yeah, it, it did. did. It, it did. changed the game. I'm actually a fan of The Gifted because if they cool. did, if they if Fox, granted they no longer have them, but if they had done the movies mm-hmm. like they did The Gifted, we would have never had an issue. Did you like Legion? I get that. I get that. Legion. I love Legion all the way. I hear the only issue I have with Legion, and it isn't even a bad thing. I have to make sure I am looking directly oh, at be, the screen. Yeah, your phone has Every, to be in the other room. You can't room. do anything else. Yeah. You it's can't great. because you'll miss if you miss one little detail. Yeah. It'll screw up you knowing what's happening three, yeah. four scenes down the line. Yeah. That show is so dope. Did you watch mm-hmm. Fargo? 
The show? Yeah, Noah Holly doing it? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I understood what I was getting. Cool. Yeah. But Legion is so dope. All loves again, watching the Arrowverse, uh, being more in depth and being able, which is also a great thing that's been happening, being able to be more in, up close and uh, in depth with the correspondence mm-hmm. and reviewing a Black Lightning now. Mm-hmm. You know, that has been a big show I've been a big proponent of, and it's actually, they've taken notice that I really promote it. And I, you know, I'm a fan of it and I believe in what the messages are. Shouts out to Salim Akil, Lamar Brock Akil. And watching that and everything else and recapping and having this knowledge of like, yo, what do you think about this? And mm-hmm. an opinion that I try not to be biased, I just be me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I've learned that people respect more. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you can't fake that. All that be now honest. I gotta watch Venom when it comes out in a week. So <laughs> pray for my soul. <laughs> but you yeah, will like aspects. Mm-hmm. If I if what I think is about to happen with this film, I know mm. the whole film because mm. not only are the trailers, because of stuff I've heard, I know the whole movie, mm. and I'm really not I'm really not yeah super excited anymore. It's gonna happen. I do. never was yeah. in the first place. Yeah. It's about a guy who gets bit by a snake, right? It seems like it, don't it? <laughs> a, a snake that talks yeah, to him. It's about a guy who kind of talks like this, you know. I'm I, don't, I don't feel so he, does, he doesn't know if he should do Christopher Walken. Aww. Or if he should just do... Uh, he has nothing covering his yeah. face. Oh. He's going to be fucked. Hey, what are, you, what are you doing in the life foundation? But then he, has to, but then he has to talk to himself. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that... Isn't but it's that, him. But who's the voice of Venom? Him. No, I thought it was... Um, no. I thought they got someone I thought else. It was, I, thought I not, wish it was Bane. Ready? No, I don't, I don't want to no, say... No, I heard Tom... They say Tom Hardy is doing both voices. Mm, I thought it was... It's not Keith David, right? No. Speaking of Keith David, who's in Crash, who had this beautiful, rich voice, and we've heard him in everything, and Ugh. Wreck-It Ralph and everything. I think somebody else... Wasn't it... Um, am I thinking of actor Tony Todd? No, that's is, not... No. Is, is he the voice of no. the t- symbiote? If Tony Todd was the voice of the symbiote, I would forgive that the man. Symbiote? The symbiote? Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. They reshot that on purpose. Did oh, they hear did? They reshot that. No. They reshot that scene because they were like... Oh my! They didn't think they were gonna catch so much hell off the trailer, wow. and she was gonna catch so much flack. Did they have Jenny Slate going and do ADR? The same, but yeah, I probably okay. did. They probably just did some ADR. <sighs> oh boy! Yeah, I don't see who they say is credited as okay. the voice of I just, Venom. I, I know it's, it's just Tom. Me. No, Tom Hardy is. Okay. He's credited as Eddie Brock and Venom. He's the voice. That's we'll a see. bummer. <laughs> yeah, Tom Hardy is the voice. He's talking to himself. So Eddie. what do you do? Eddie. I hope the British accent comes back a little bit in it. Oi, oi, Eddie, <laughs> Eddie. If you listen to me, you might just make it through this alive. We gotta eat. We gotta head down to the lorry, mate. <laughs> Eddie, would you like to go to the pub? We can do anything, anything we want, Eddie. <laughs> we can like actually go to the store. Listen, what cuts the spell? I wanna do these things, Eddie. You're horny. I can feel it. <laughs> Is that Austin Powers? That's great. Uh, do I make you horny, Eddie? Do I? You wanna see it grow? That's that's the event I want. Grow, Eddie. <laughs> uh, guys, this was a blast. Huge thanks again to Mr. Jay Washington. Thank you so much. Love you guys having so me. And watching so a real stinker of a movie, but yeah. couldn't have asked for a better guest to talk about Crash. That Thank was so, you so much. much. That was so much fun. So, guys, come back next week. We're going to be talking about Ikaru with Chris Saldana. Chris Saldana. So, until then, uh, go watch it on Filmstruck, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> Too scary. <laughs>